Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello and welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. And here today covering Psalm 47 as part of the Psalm Project. We are almost one-third through this project. We are in the midst of Book 2 in the Book of Psalms. And we are here at Psalm 47. This is a Psalm of the Sons of Korah. Many of these Psalms are attributed to the Sons of Korah. I have mentioned that before. Um, the, The authorship of the Psalms... Uh, it varies. There are times where uh, the author is anonymous. There are times where uh, the author is David. <laughs> David wrote many of the Psalms, but there are other authors as well, including the sons of Korah, uh, Asaph, and uh, Ethan the Ezrahite. Ezrahite. And, uh, and like I said, a number of these Psalms have no designated author, including the first Psalm and Psalm 10. But here we are at uh, Psalm 47. It is attributed to the sons of Korah. It is a very short psalm. These next two, 47 and 48, made great musical settings in a very uh, declarative way. And it really declares who God is. And this one, the theme, the subject matter, is God being the king over all the earth. In uh, Along with Psalm 93 as well as 95 through 99, this psalm can be classified as a kingship psalm. Now, if you remember, I've discussed this before. um, When people talk about categories of psalms, a lot of people will make an emphatic statement that there are this many categories. There are seven categories. That's often a number you hear. Uh, There are eight categories of psalms. That is up for debate. It is a matter of personal opinion in many respects. Um, But this can be classified as a kingship psalm. The image of God's enthronement is at the heart of this psalm, and the occasion is a great military victory. Remember, David um, was a king, and many of the authors of the songs, including the sons of Korah, would have experienced a sort of political connection with the chosen people of Israel, the chosen people of God. Uh, with So they would have experienced a connection between their faith and their political experience. Um, so God's enthronement is at the heart of this psalm. And God is king not only of Israel, but of the entire universe. And this is a prayer, and it also properly celebrates the ascension and the rule of Jesus Christ. Jesus is both king and warrior. Listen to this from Luke 19.38. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And then Luke 23.38. uh, This is Jesus on the cross. There is an inscription over him, this is the king of the Jews. And then in John 1, 49, Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. So there is this 
uh, apparent connection between Jesus, not only as Messiah and Savior, but as King. And certainly he was not the king that the Jews were expecting because they were expecting someone who would ride in and conquer the world, if you will, which he has, <laughs> but perhaps not in the way that they uh, they expected. Anyway, I, I get into this because this is a kingship psalm and the subject matter is God as the king. Let's go ahead and take a look at this. Nine verses in Psalm 47. I will read it for you. Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared. A great king over all the earth. He subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King of the earth, sing praises with a psalm. God reigns over the nations, God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the peoples gather as the people of God of Abraham. For, for the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. So the psalm begins with a declarative statement, a command, if you will, clap your hands, all peoples, since God is the king of all the earth and not just Israel, all the nations are called to join in the praise. And then in verse two, the gives the reason. So clap your hands, all you people. In verse two, it says, for the Lord, the most high is to be feared. A great king over all the earth. God is king over everything. Daniel 4, 34 says this, at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my reason returned to me and I blessed the most high and praised and honored him who lives forever for his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. I know in a tumultuous world, it may seem that God does not rule, but trust me, he does. He is still Sovereign, And if you believe in the sovereignty of God, then you believe he is in control of everything. And that means everything going on now serves his purposes, his ultimate purpose. And there is so much destruction and evil in the world that we may wonder why and how does this serve God's purpose. But I'm reminded of what the Apostle Paul said, that all things are from God, through God, and to God. And even though we can't understand it, he is still in control. And what that means for us is that we shouldn't worry about it. We should know and live our lives accordingly, knowing that he is in control. Verse 3, he subdued the peoples under us. God won innumerable victories for his people throughout their history, beginning with the great victory at the Red Sea in Exodus 15. In verse 4, he chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob whom he loves. 
This refers to the conquest and the allotment of the promised land that you can read about in Deuteronomy 7, 1 through 11. It explains that it is not only God's grace that they experience, but it is through and by his grace that they experience the benefits here on earth, including possessing the promised land in Israel. Verse 5, God has gone up with a shout. This is an enthronement. God has been king from all eternity. But after the victory, his kingship is celebrated anew. And that will happen for us one day. Even though we as Christians know and realize, or we should at least, that God is king, that he reigns, that he is sovereign, eternally sovereign, one day we will be with him and we will celebrate anew that he is in control. Verse 9, the princes of the peoples gather as the people of God, of the God of Abraham. These leaders should gather today, and they will gather tomorrow when Christ returns. The princes that it's talking about, is uh, that's the leaders of the world. And as the world, the entire world, should celebrate God today, Ultimately, one day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But we today are the ones, his people, who understand that and should, and should live our lives accordingly. So this, great, this made a great musical, celebratory musical setting, a declarative musical setting celebrating who God is. So here is Psalm 47. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Join as men of Abram's God, the 
shields of earth belong to him, exalted high and